welcome to the whole GD show, the show where we talk about a word or phrase to talk about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and here with me is my co-host, Dylan Orr. Hello, Dylan. Hello, Jeff. Feels like it's been so long. I know. Oh, and it, it has and hasn't. Maybe? I don't know. It's all the same to the listener. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. If I'm doing my job right. I think it's okay. Yeah. We just had a nice lunch, though. It was good. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> uh, which is funny, because... Uh, well, yeah, you didn't <laughs> care for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was okay. Oh, man. Hey, if you've ever had kimchi, let me know your thoughts on it, okay? And how did you have it? Was it shredded? Was it, like, in just leaves? Let me know. You're, I, you're a fan of the shredded. I was expecting shredded, yes. And they did a lot of leaf stuff? It was very leafy. And there was also lettuce on my burger, too. This was a Korean burger. <laughs> We're a media podcast. But let's just get this off our chest while we're here. Banter yeah. is always good in the beginning. Yeah. yeah just, let's warm up. Uh, yeah, it was. I had a Korean burger, which, I mean, taste was great and everything, but it said it had kimchi on it, and I rolled the dice. I never had kimchi. I've seen it put on tacos, like, shredded before. Sure. I was hoping for that, but it was in big, like, leafy chunks. And there was already a big leaf of lettuce on there, and there was, like, kimchi sauce and Korean barbecue sauce. It was just very messy for a burger. And it's, like, mess-to-taste ratio wasn't equal enough for me to continue eating the entire thing. Very much like uh, FLCL I got halfway through and decided to punt. Spoilers if they haven't listened to that episode. But yeah, that's my review of this kimchi burger. I'm not going to say the restaurant because it's a good restaurant anyway. Don't let this review (laughs) taint your appetite. You know, I'm very big on texture. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an More important thing when you're texture. eating. Yeah, I, I find that very important. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are kind of similar in that way. Yeah, uh, everyone has different tastes, especially when it comes to, to I don't know, media or maybe even romance. <laughs> which is how we're going to spring into our word, or words, I guess, for this one, which is favorite females, which we just wanted to talk about because it's close to valentine's day yeah it's getting i this is gonna be out the day before valentine's day so you know what guys if you're getting ready well i have got some wordsmithing for you that you know might be inspirational for you and which is one of our other words yeah check out that episode sure yeah definitely but um yeah i i really went out with this one uh we started with favorite females and i went with the valentine's day um i've talked about my poetry in previous episodes how it's been misinterpreted in classes and like workshopping my poems in college uh so yeah i kind of forgot about that so now i'm interested to <laughs> interpret yeah. it so yeah, yeah i'm putting myself out there again and i really had some great muses for for this well let's episode. get into it then let's go with a movie who's your fave female for a movie all right This poem's titled, Gamora Amore. I hope I can strike you in... Damn it, I already messed it up. I hope I can strike you. Oh, no. All right, I'm going to edit this out. Okay. (laughs) I think it's funnier of you to say, I hope I can strike you. (laughs) No, it will. It is. Oh, man, I had this one on my phone, and I translated it. 
paper because I'm old school like that. Hold on. <laughs> it still starts as like, it would. Oh it yeah, still starts the same way. It does. Yeah. That's not even the funny. That's not even the bizarre part. I just didn't word it correctly. It's about you throwing. Oh, okay. There we go. That's... All right. See, I'm nervous. I'm nervous here, guys. I'm pouring my heart out. Okay. This is titled Gamora Amore. I hope I can strike you in the heart with my words. As gracefully as you slice down enemies with swords. Daughter of the Mad Titan, your spirits ignites me. Imagine a life every day waking to space adventures together, just like Kevin Bacon. Thank you. Was that it? That's okay. it. Okay. Yep. Uh, if well, you've seen the... Guardians of the Galaxy, you'd understand most I'd... of those references. I didn't get the Kevin Bacon part. Was that like it's Stargate? A direct, uh, it's a direct quote from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, uh, okay. That's why I didn't get it. Like uh, Peter. So, yep. 2014, Guardians of the Galaxy. Zoe Saldana playing Gamora. <laughs> uh, badass. Uh, I don't know space woman yeah uh, but uh she in the movie like uh peter quill star lord's talking to her about kevin bacon like he's talking to her about footloose and that kevin bacon's the greatest hero on earth but <clears throat> so there's one there's one scene that ends like in a very big climax with like a spaceship crashing and she turns to everyone and she goes we're just like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so it's a direct quote from the movie. Okay. Um, but yeah, she's uh, Zoe Saldana. Is always good at playing like sci-fi like women. She was in that Avatar. She was, she's Uhura in Star Trek. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she's just, she's kind of typecast, but for a reason, she's good at it. Yeah. But do it. Yeah, I just uh, really like Gamora. What is her power? Does she have one? She's kind of just cybernetically enhanced. A so bit. she's super strong and fast. And she's super strong. She's an alien. She was raised by Thanos, the Mad Titan, referenced yep, in I got the, that. the poem Gamora Amore. Uh, and she, like in the movie canon, she was made to fight her sister. Uh, damn, what's her name? Karen... Gillian or whatever plays her Nebula. Um, Nebula is like a cyborg. You can see her robot parts and everything. But they were meant like Thanos made them fight, and every time someone lost, he replaced them with a cybernetic part, a hmm. piece of them. They lost their humanity. But yeah, I think she she fights people with swords. If you listen to the podcast before, you know I like my ladies who just. <laughs> slice people up and beat the crap out of them sure and yeah she does it in space and she starts out as a badass villain she's an anti-hero also stuff i mean that i like she's yeah. all of it wrapped into one but, cool yes you inspire me gamorda <laughs> uh, yeah French i hope you hear that uh a french name i have no idea i'm just rolling yeah I'm trying to roll my r's i was okay. never good at it I just learned it recently. How to do oh, it, so I still don't know how. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's once you learn physics, 
It's about physics. Yes, it's all about body awareness. Sure. Yes, but yeah. Um, Mine is a kind of similar one. It's a lady, sword-wielding lady from a nice. uh, sci-fi thing. It is Arwen from oh, oh, Lord, Lord of the, of the Rings. Rings. Yeah, Liv, Liv Tyler. Tyler. Sorry, sure. I stole your thunder. No, Sorry. I mean, I'm, no, I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, just the future queen of um, Denarim? Den- no, not Denarim. I can't remember any of the names of Lord of the Rings. Gondor? Yeah, Gondor. I remember that one. The Horn of Gondor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, the, the wife of... Uh, Aragorn. Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> yeah. Secret lovers. Yeah. yeah Did they ever get lo- married in... I don't know. I mean, I, th- I thought that was They the might thing. have at the end. Yeah, I think in Return of the King Re- they got married. Return of the Jedi, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was the King, right? Yeah, Return yeah, of the King, the yeah. Yeah, I've never seen the Hobbit movies, but we've talked about Well, I yeah, I mean, those are prequels. Yeah, also. yeah, yeah. But Lord of the Rings many times. Yeah. But yeah, she More. appears, like, quickly in the first one. I don't think she's in the second one at all. Um, in the first one, she kind of appears in the woods and kind of saves everyone. Yeah. And kind of leads them and, and gets the river to take out all the Nazgul. Yeah. If you want him, come and claim him. Yeah. yeah. And she, yeah, she whispers all that elvish. Yeah. Yep. And makes it, yeah, you're right. And, yeah, and she's also in um, Armageddon. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that animal cracker scene. Do you remember that? No, I don't. <laughs> oh. There's an animal cracker scene. Like, she, so her and... Ben right. Affleck are lovers, right? Yep, and she's the daughter of Bruce Willis. Right, yeah. There's a scene where they're like, he's playing with animal crackers on her body and like talking about mountains and plains and stuff, if you know what I mean. Ah. <laughs> yep. Great. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah, I I just find her very cool, very sexy, and badass. Yeah. Especially in that movie, that's the one I think of the most. Yeah, she was like, like one... I didn't say Liv Tyler. I said right, Arwen. Arwen. Exactly. Yeah, she was one of two women in that movie. Yeah, but like was the other one, Galad Galadriel, Galadriel. Uh, was it the the queen of the fairies? Not the fairies. The, <laughs> the elves. elves. Yes. Yeah, is that her? Kate Blanchett. Was that it? Is that her? I don't know. In the woods. The, woods. the ones in the woods. And uh... She's blonde, and she gives them the the bread that they can eat and stuff yeah that must be Kate Blanchett yeah it's it's for the end of the movie yeah, the first I one don't remember it's been a while since I've seen the first one it's a little more stringy than that yeah <laughs> yeah that's a great pick yeah that's a good point I didn't realize there were only two women in that yeah I remember movie. them saying that when they were before I saw it I was like oh wow that's right but they're both strong women at least yeah they're not damsel in distress i guess there's there's some hobbit there are other ladies. yeah they're hobbit ladies and they're elvish ladies in yeah. the the elven area there are no dwarves because everyone's dead in there right yeah yep just orcs and the Balrog. yeah and the, the big troll yes the troll wasn't in the book right i could care it's been a while since i read the book yeah, also I, I didn't read the book at all no. but i remember hearing the troll was not in the book oh but who, I mean, that movie was three hours long anyway. And that book is super long also. Yes. And there's a lot of music and it. It is a, a slog of, of, a, yeah. of a book. We're doing our dishes. We're going to eat some food. Here. I heard so <laughs> many complaints about that song. Like, <laughs> it, it, you have no idea. Uh, yeah. 
Um, yeah. I wish I, I did not write poems because I did oh. not know anything about poetry. Oh, yeah. Dylan you're very confused. <laughs> Dylan's like, oh, I got some poems I've been working on. I'm like, great. Okay. Yep. Jeff didn't even know we finalized the topic. Yeah, I didn't know what the topic there was. There was a missing so... text somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, no, I got. What about a TV lady? All right, hold on. <coughs> Let me go through my parchment. It's to say notes also, I guess. No, it's parchment. Okay. I wrote it with my quill. All right, this one's called Crush on Crush. Okay. A champion gladiator guarding the Atlas sphere, filling her opponent's heart with fear. But as you dominate your enemies in games, like hang tough, my heart swells with nothing but admiration and love. You crush. Uh, is Atlas Fear the thing that they're fighting on? Atlas Fear is one of the events in American Gladiators. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say it's like I I, it's the only thing I didn't get. Uh, yeah, Crush was a Gladiator. They actually have real names. If you didn't know that, uh, her no, I thought her name crush. was Crush. No, yeah. it's Gina Carano. Actually, oh, that name sounds familiar. Why do I? Know that? She is a she was an MMA fighter. Oh, okay. She's an actress now. She was in the first Deadpool movie yeah. I think there's a movie called Haywire with her in it she's not a great actress but she does all her own like stunts and stuff because she's an MMA fighter she sure. was pretty good MMA fighter she was undefeated for a while I think but I f- first saw her on American Gladiators the like 2006 reboot or whatever 2008 or something so you're probably like 18 or so yes yeah, yeah I was in my early 20s and like <laughs> that show was so I thought that show was hilariously awesome it was I had never seen the original American Gladiators but the reboot was it was just so funny watching these people like get wiped out and these other giant people just crawl all over them uh, so great but yeah the women uh, were pretty buff but Crush yeah she just always caught my eye on the earthquake out there I wrote down all the events for it uh <laughs> there was assault atmosphere. I don't remember what those assault. I think they were shooting people with like a giant gun, like on a turret. It was yeah. like shot like, water or something. It was like Nerf balls or wow. something out of it. Uh, I don't remember atmosphere. They must have been on some ball, or maybe they were in giant hamster balls. There was oh. an event where they were in giant. I vaguely remember balls. something like that. Earthquake. They were on this platform that like moved around and stuff. The gauntlet. I. That might have been just like the obstacle course at the end. Hang tough, as referenced in the work Crush on, on Crush. On crush. crush yeah. <laughs> I can't remember my own poem. Because uh, I, I had to read about that, obviously, if I was going to put it in a poem. Uh, like the contestants had to hang on a bar and yeah. then the gladiators like... They had ropes or something connected to the harnesses of the contestants, and they yeah. would just like swing them up and down to try to get them to let go. Like this, this show is just abuse. Essentially, it's just hazing, but in yeah. like entertainment form. Hit and run. I don't remember what that one is. Oh, gauntlet. I think was actually like a half pipe, and you had to run through like three gladiators. Like the first one had, I got a big bow staff, a Nerf bow staff. And the second one's like, I have big boxing gloves. And I got a big foam shield. And you had to run through all of them. 
uh, joust is the famous one, you know, with the big like cotton swabs where people are trying to knock each other off platforms. Powerball was probably some stupid basketball one, I think. Pyramid was like there was a giant mountain. It was like it was a king of the hill thing, and the gliders would just chuck people off the top of this mountain. Oh man, entertainment. Uh, Rocket ball was one where they had they were like attached to a harness, and they would just like hit a button. It would just rocket them. It would shoot them up like ah wedgie, and they had to slam dunk. I think essentially sideswipe who knows that sky track that was one where there was like tracking on the ceiling and the people would hang upside down and like have like uh, essentially like a luge or like a mine cart like you would lie <coughs> on your belly and you'd pull yourself like in a figure eight track around and the gladiators would try to catch up and like make you this show was insane uh oh, i'm surprised no one died but yep yeah. Maybe someone did. Well, they didn't it might happen, it. but yeah, like, man, just like beasts of people that I don't. I've never seen any of the gladiators in anything else. Well, I other maybe, than Gina Carano, yeah, but possibly because I followed her a bunch. She was my oh. MySpace friend, but really, um, yes, well, of course, uh, yeah. But if you hear that, Gina, I don't know what you're doing now, but is she the one married to uh, John Cena? Oh God, I hope not. He's gonna kick my ass. <laughs> he seems like a nice enough guy. He is nice. Yeah, he'd probably just he'd see me and no, he wouldn't. He, I mean, he'd ass. he'd crush you if it came down to it. I know, but he's a giant. He'd probably man. see me as no. I know he was married to like a. I don't think it's her. It, it, she, it was like a different uh, lady. Hell no, she's been single for almost a year. Yeah, marriedbiography.com. What the hell is that? Oh, I found the love of her life. Damn. Wait, no, she just seemed. She's only thirty-four. Oh, that's, I, that's weird, isn't it? She seemed that she should be older than yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. If she was on American Gladiators, she was only like twenty when she was twenty-four when she was on American Gladiators. Jeez. Whoa. Yeah, she's married to a Thai kickboxer. No, oh, of could course she Probably she's... also kill me. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess she has he... a type. It's definitely not me. You're not All a Thai right. kickboxer. No. No. But I got you three can learn. more poems for three more lovely ladies. So. And I guess I'll say my... What do you uh, have every TV? I wonder if you'll know this. This is from Attack on Titan. Uh, I don't know any of the characters. You, okay. I know the, I know the You show. know the premise yeah, a little bit. This is one of the characters. Her name is Mikasa. It's kind of like the main female character. Yeah. She really cares about the main male uh, she has a a past where her parents were killed by bandits, and then the main character saved her in that situation. And she's always kind of been the strongest. Uh, like they've got a little group of three, where one's like really smart, she's really strong, and the other one has like a lot of willpower. Like that's his thing. Cool. And hers is just kind of being. She's like very physically talented. She's also very. Like she's just a capable soldier, which is kind of what she's like a renowned kind of person in what she does. She's, nice. Yeah, I know. Just a very cool character. Yeah. <clears throat> how how long is Attack on Titan? The it's still going. Right. As, yeah. a, as a manga. I, I don't know how long they plan for it to go. There's because there's 
There's a movie. Have you seen the movie live movie? action yeah. movie? No, I haven't seen that. No, I have not either. Nor do I really have any wish to. <laughs> yeah, I remember getting uh, a comic book of Attack on Titan in a loot crate. But... Yeah, I, it's definitely a good series. It is very dark, uh, mainly because it, it involves for people that don't know, it's there are huge giants that live among humans and they're they're kind of mindless things that just eat humans so humans have built these walls and have kind of built themselves into this big cage so that they're not just constantly being eaten out of existence um and then they have to constantly be on like you know on guard if anything breaks through the walls or if anything um you know, gets in through one of the holes or entrances and they send out survey corps all the time. So people to kind of get like supplies mm -hmm. or whatever from the outside world. Um, and like the, the book starts with one of the main walls just being destroyed. So, yeah. Are the, the giants, the skinless people? Yes. Okay. I've seen that. They just look like a bunch of muscle tissue. Yeah, they're very strange looking. How do the people fight them? They've got these kind of gear on their waists, yeah. which kind of have this... Uh, they've got like air canisters and these kind of grappling hooks. Um, mm -hmm. So they like kind of shoot... like They can shoot both into uh, like two different sides of a building, and it kind of like catapults them crotch first into a uh, giant usually. And they, gotcha. they use it in this kind of very flexible way where they kind of get in the, you know around the giant. And what they're trying to do is cut the back of the giant's neck because that's apparently the mo only place they're vulnerable. Uh, yeah, I've definitely seen them fighting the giants before. Yeah. yeah and uh, like, seeing the people eaten is occasionally incredibly gruesome. Really? Yeah. yeah I've seen that. Yeah, it is. Some of those fights can be real rough. Mm. Yeah, not for the squeamish. And one of the things that kind of incites the main character, the main character hates these titans, and he sees his mother eaten in front of him by one of them. Yeah. So, yeah, incites his rage of them. Maybe. That might be a one for Anna, maybe. At some yeah, point. I might check that. You'll I'm... need... That one's definitely been buzzing around me for yeah. a while. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Muzak? A Muzak all oh, 80. Yeah. I wonder what kind of, what way you're coming at this from. Yes, oh, because, yeah, you actually, I, I was kind of raving about it. Let me, let me pull this up first. Who is this, that weird thing you just showed me? Maybe. Possibly. Uh, yes. So, okay, this is titled... Rain drops, and that is R A I N E drops. The melodies you create contain no voice, though conveying sadness. It brings me much joy. Your music connects to me, has so much to say, for you have my admiration, musician Lena Rain. And I. Is that a rhyme or it was kind of a it's a halfway rhyme half rhyme, rhyme okay yes I, I forgot what the hell they're called i did learn that in yeah i, I know the the thing i was uh, just kind of like i feel like it kind of did i took some liberties with my some of these are limericks some of them are just collections of couplets yeah some that's of cool. them are just masterpieces sure 
and one of them is going to get me a date this Valentine's Day. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I think most of these people are fictional. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of them definitely is. <laughs> Two of them definitely Wait, are. what was the other one? Is that the last one? Oh, yeah, the last one's a video game person. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh... But Lena Rain's kind of a video game person. Um, so I've kind of, I've talked about her sort of before on... Uh, when I talked about Celeste, Lena Rain did the whole soundtrack oh, for okay. Celeste, which I think I talked about on another episode. I got the Celeste vinyl, and I was super excited about it because it's very hard to find, and I have it now, and I listen to it all the time. And uh, it's just great music. She's a pianist, but she also plays like this 8-bit stuff. She's like a chiptune artist and a pian- classical pianist and a violinist. And I, she can compose music for me on her website that I found. So we were talking about, I want her to compose our love song, but you told me it would probably just be a, what'd you call it? Uh, a let's just be friends song. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. a friend zone song. Sure. I'll take it. It's probably going to cost me thousands of dollars though. I'd be interested to know a figure on that, honestly. I know. Right. Maybe, you know, I'm going to probably t- <laughs> tweet this episode a few times at her. Get her. Just no, just ask her for a figure. Just say, oh, like, if you yeah. only wanted, like, a 30 second thing, like, oh, man. how much but would yeah, that be? That would make my. Uh, if we could get music from her on here, geez, I'll drop it. My birthday's coming up, everyone. But yeah, she, um, she is, she does a lot of video game, AAA to indie stuff, Guild Wars. Oh, I played um, Guild Wars. Uh, and she also created her own video game which i haven't played yet es c and it's like a interactive novel but what is it called esc escape okay but yeah it's an interactive novel looks pretty cool (laughs) um visual novel kind of style but just but with her like she is like distorted chiptune stuff it's yeah I, i talked about the music in celeste a lot but i've listened to her other stuff and yeah, it's all great. I love it all. And yeah, maybe, maybe someday I'll get enough money to get her to compose something for us. No, you never know. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. What do you have for music? Uh, I just had one that I've been listening to a lot lately, which is Cindy Lauper. Oh yeah. She's so unusual from what <laughs> I from what I hear. Uh, I don't know. I've just been listening. I've been listening to All Through the Night quite a bit lately. I don't know why. It's just been on my mind lately. Uh, but I think she's a great singer, you know. Yeah. And she's kind of like she seems like a nice enough lady. She's been on uh, Graham Norton Effect or whatever. Really. Uh, she was on there with uh, Seth MacFarlane. Oh, cool. And they sang, um, I think, Time After Time, and he sang it as Peter Griffin. Oh really? Jeez. Yeah, or something uh, like that. That's uh, he has like a. Why would he do that? He has like jazz albums of him like singing like old. He's like a decent singer. Yeah, he's, he's a, a good, good singer. singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has like old big bang, big bang, big band like type stuff. Be- yeah, but people want him to do his gimmick. I they know. they wanted him to be Peter and Stewie right. and all that stuff, yeah. or Quagmire, which must be just a pain sometimes. Yeah, definitely. But they kind of had a duet, I think, as what he did two of his different characters and they did a song together. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I just she also had a song about 
masturbation, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. She Bop, I think, was the one. Uh, Isn't don't. that? I believe Which, that's her song. Right? How does it go? <laughs> I Bop, We Bop, She Bop. I do not know. Uh, you don't know that song? No. Really? Do you no. know All Through the Night? Probably. Probably. I have no idea. Okay. I'm bad with song names. Yeah, I know Cindy Lauper. You know Time After Time. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Time After Time. Yeah. It is a very... It's a nice song. Yeah. It makes you feel good. Yeah, they're all kind of... They're a lot of kind of bittersweet sounding kind of songs. I, I don't know. I kind of thought of that as like a word. Because I know that was like a popular thing in um, songs for a while where it was kind of like... It seemed like a good thing, but it was like had yeah. like a kind of underlying kind of thing to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eric Clapton, if I saw you in heaven. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Tears in heaven, is yes. that it? Yeah. Yes. I remember having to write about that in English class. That song? Pretty much, yeah. Being bittersweetish, sort of. I just remember that song. I think it's called, uh, that Ed Sheeran did, like, his first big song was called The A-Team. I think was one of his... <laughs> I've never heard... I don't think I've ever heard anything from Ed Sheeran. Really? I hear his name all the time, but I don't think I've ever heard an Ed Sheeran song. I think he's... It's kind of like upbeat song, but it's kind of like uh, a downer as far as if you listen to the lyrics. Or um, Pumped Up Kicks when that was popular. I believe that song's bad. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... It's like about... It's about a bad. school shooting, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a very upbeat kind of poppy song. Yes. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize that, hey, this is about a school shooting. Yeah. Because they played it on the radio a lot when there was a school shooting going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Frost and People has other good songs, though. Yeah. They do. <laughs> I hate that song. Uh, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I had a lot of other uh, musical interests, too. Uh you can elaborate. I, I don't think well, we've talked about like uh, we've talked about metric before. Oh well, yeah, like, sure. I like all the bands I like are girl bands, pretty yeah. much. Like I've said, uh, punk bands fronted by. Yeah, women. you've definitely mentioned two of the sexy list. I'm, I'm, yeah. I think so. Which I could too easily on the music side. Like uh, I could throw Karen O in yeah. there from Yeah Yeah Yeah's yeah. or Shirley whatever Manson. Shirley Manson. Dolores O'Riordan. Who's that? Cranberries. Oh, sure. R.I.P. Yes, rest in peace. Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, lots of great ladies of rock and roll. Sure. But, yeah, but I've been obsessed with Lena Rain lately, especially yep. when I play that video game. Yeah, I, well, I've been doing it with uh, Cindy Lauper lately. Yeah. yeah. Or I considered Alanis Morissette. Oh, yeah. But I also could have thrown in there. She... I think she re recently redid or Irony. Jewel. Oh, Jewel. I don't know. I know you don't like Jewel. <laughs> We've had this conversation. <laughs> I know you're. I feel like you you know like her three hits and you don't know. All Probably that. not. You I don't know don't the like deep the cuts. Soft that are decent. rock. Uh, you don't I mean, like the. You don't like adult alternative. No, not really. Oh, I I like adult. I like that genre. Yeah, not I like so much I like for a me. soft rock. No, oh, get angsty and angry. Give it to me. Or sad. <laughs> I mean, some of her stuff is sad-ish. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Who will save my soul? That's yeah. cool, right? Yeah. Okay, good. That's cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to keep moving. Uh, yeah, we had book. Oh, man. Okay, I had one of two ways to go with book. Okay. Uh, this one's titled... 
The Raven, not by Edgar Allan Poe. Azareth, Metreon, Zinthos, you shut yourself off from all who get close, admirably abdicating your father's dark duty. Beneath your cloak lies a mysterious beauty. For you, dark sorceress, my heart has chose. So who is that about? It's about Raven Who's from that? the Titans. Oh, uh, okay. Titans comic book. You mentioned her in, a, in the sexy episode too, didn't you? Uh, probably briefly. Now, is this a child character? Not in okay. the comic book. <laughs> okay, okay. I was the, very worried. They are the Titans in the comic book. They, She's an adult. Okay. They, yeah, they're all grown up in the comics. That's where we're going with. Uh, yeah, she's a dark sorceress. Uh, her father is Trigon, who is like the, pretty much the, the baddest demon in the world, interdimensional demon. And he uh, he raped her mother. And that's why she's born. Dark. And she's like uh, the his portal to the world to like so yeah, abdicating her father's dark duty. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, anti-hero, magic girl. Like that's all your favorite things. Yeah, I know. Uh, I also I did not know magical girls was like an actual term. Oh, you didn't? No, and then okay. I was editing an episode and you said it, and I thought it was the funniest thing. I was like, ah ha ha, magical girls, and I actually wrote it down. And then I heard someone else reference magical girls, and I was like, oh, that's actually like a trope. That's actually a TV like theme. Yeah, Sailor stuff. Moon is yeah. a magical girl. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay, I love magical girls. <laughs> I like remember I was thinking about all the things I like. I was like, yep, okay, yep transforming like groups of women like because usually has to do with like some type of suit yeah kill a kill is a dis- deconstructionist uh, magical girl thing, yeah i think steven i was listening to the steven universe podcast and the creator was rebecca sugar was actually saying yeah we were trying to get all the magical girls like tropes we could get in i was like oh it's a real thing and she was talking about her characters like combining into one shape-shifting woman and stuff yeah. like that so yeah, that that blew my mind. I was yeah. like, okay, I have a thing for magical girls. Yeah, so it it's a very popular trope in like the kind of shoujo genre, which is four girls, and then there's shonen, which is four boys. And oh, it's okay. kind of like a like a, you know, like Wait, Sailor Moon was a popular down. kind of uh, shoujo and shojen. Shonen. Shonen. Yeah. Cool. Which are for boys. boys, yeah, and Shoujo was for, like, uh, so, like, when Sailor Moon, like, was on, uh, Toonami, it was, a uh, kind of perceived as a girl's kind of show. Right. I always felt embarrassed watching it, even though I was, like, alone in the house. Like, I don't, I don't know anything yeah. about that show. Yeah, I never watched, I probably would be into Sailor Moon, though, obviously. I probably would be, too, because I like anime, and I don't mind that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, it has definitely evolved as a series, too. Right. But I know um, Toonami also um, edited a lot of series that came with it, too. So. Sweet. What did you have for book? I had Wonder Woman. Ah, we both went with DC Comic Girls. Yeah, um, mine I picked mainly, I don't know a ton about Wonder Woman, I'll be honest. Um, I didn't see the movie either, but I did read one book that I got recommended a long time ago, which is called The Hinkatea, which is a Wonder Woman book 
which also has Batman in it. Yeah. Um, this woman, uh, not that it's not Wonder Woman. I believe she kills her abuser, like or like her abusive um, boyfriend or something like that. Uh, Batman goes after her, and this girl I think also has some relation to kind of spiritual kind of connectivity, and she kind of acts asks for this kind of divine protection, and the person that kind of comes to her aid is Wonder Woman. So Batman is kind of like going after this person that committed this crime, even though it was kind of, you know, a crime of passion. And Wonder Woman's just kind of standing in his way. And then the the cover, which is kind of funny, is just like Batman with a big boot on his face. <laughs> and it's it, Batman is, it kind of shows him as like a, a dick, really. <laughs> which he just is sometimes. That's just how he is. Yeah. And it it's, you know... It's, he's been way more lenient on so many occasions and him just like viciously going after this girl and Wonder Woman just basically putting him in his place. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm actually <coughs> upstairs. I have a figure of Raven as Wonder Woman. So oh. This is the ultimate crossover right here. No. But yeah, do you know Wonder Woman's origin? Um, she's like an Amazonian something or other. Uh, she was made of clay. Oh. <laughs> that was her original origin. It's that, uh, Hippolyta, the Amazonian, like, lady from Themyscira, got bored and wanted a daughter, so she just made a clay figure, and then Wonder Woman was clay. That was, like, her original origin. Yeah. But they, I think they retconned that. Yeah, she's like a half-god, demigoddess. Yeah. I feel like that stuff gets retconned constantly. And, like, I remember at one point, like, Wonder Woman was, like, the JLA's secretary. Yes. Even though she, like, could, like, kill about three of them, like, without breaking Even though she was, like, a great female icon, she did go through some male patriarchy stuff. Yeah. Like, one of her weaknesses early on was that... It's like, it had to do with, like, lipstick or something, like, sh- shoes or There something. was one that I remember that she, oh. like her hands if her hands were tied by a man she was like completely immobile oh. but only by a man like if they were tied by a woman they're fine but if a man tied her hands together she like couldn't break free that's dark <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah she i mean even though she was this great feminist icon at first well they tried to make her they kind of there were some missteps along the way yeah but, i mean the i saw that new movie and it was one of the few dc movies i enjoy uh i think they characterized her pretty well yeah, I, I've heard that's been really the only good one. So. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, a lot of people like Aquaman. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, I have not seen Aquaman, yeah. I, but I don't care. Yeah, I, same, pretty much. Uh, we watched that like five minute trailer together, and it was it was long. That was enough. I there was a to lot see, going on. Much. Yeah, yeah. But You're into that. The I feel in the movie they they was also some missteps too, like. She was partnered with a man the entire time. Still. That's right. Yeah, she was saving him most of the time. Chris but Pine. Yeah, I believe. And then there's spoilers. He, it looks like he dies in the end, and that's like what made motivates her to like go to full power. So it's kind of like okay, like you could only witness your true potential because because your boyfriend died. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure it kind of they it kind of plays off too. Like oh the humanity he had to save everyone to sacrifice himself also so as he'd spin it either way but yeah it, yeah that's uh it's 
good character died. Uh, yeah, I do remember also there was like a quote that's like, I think like Batman's like, oh, don't make me go through you, Diana. And she's like, you can't go through yeah. me. Yeah, I, I remember her just kicking her shit out. Yeah, she's. Yeah, don't mess with that. Yeah. She was the best part of Batman versus Superman, also. That movie was well, a terrible slog. The same lady, I guess. And then so. she showed on showed up at the end and it was pretty badass. That lasso. Those bracelets. Boom. The, I think I don't like the way the lasso looked from what I saw it. It was always like kind of strange looking. Yeah. Like it looked she, drawn on. Yeah. She only she didn't use it a lot in she even use it in the movie? I feel like I saw it once and I was like, what yeah, is that? Yeah, she used it a lot in Batman versus Superman and then they didn't use it so much. So maybe it was bad feedback. But It's also like a weird kind of thing. You tell the lie truth. Detector. The yeah, lie the detector. The truth. Yeah, she definitely uses it in the movies to make people tell the truth. She uses it less as a weapon and more as a lie detector in the movie. Yeah. But yeah, it, yeah seems like it, it seems like a useful thing. Definitely, but it's also like, what a weird thing to just throw in there. Right. It's like a yeah, thing a person has. Do you have this? Yeah, what, what was this? Are you a crime for this? Yeah. in a former life. But she, there's one cool uh, comic book panel that I've seen where she has those her like concussive bracelets, and she just bashes them on like either side of Superman's head, and just like his blood just like is flowing out of his ears. It's like the one thing that's, or one of the few things that's like made him flinch. But, yeah. Yeah, see? She can give him a headache. Watch out. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, do you have a... I'm sure you have one. Oh, a yeah. video game Is this our last lady. one? This yeah. is my last one. All right. I got to make this one count. Here, you got to drink some water first. All right. I'm pleading to you. Pleading. This is going out to space, the galaxy and stars. This one's titled... The Bountiful Huntress. Across the stars we'd take our trip, escaping planet Zebes in your gunship. A fierce warrior you are raised, ferocity, intelligence, and grace. For Samus Aran, I'd be plasma whipped. Yeah. That's that's my, uh, that's the Samus Aran of the Metroid series. Uh, she's that big bounty hunter that you play through the first Metroid and you have no idea that it's a woman the entire time. And at the end, if you... I'd, you have to beat it like three yeah, times you have to or like something get like the that. secret ending. And she takes off her helmet. And, what? She takes it's off all of her clothes, I believe. Oh, I think, I think she, then, and she's in a bikini. Maybe the regular ending is her taking off her helmet. But yeah, you can always get like a secret scene where she takes off her uniform somehow. Yeah. And they got less of the bikini and more of the... Like later, it's just her in her Zero suit. Which, yeah. I've been playing a lot of Smash Brothers as her. But yeah, she's she is a bounty hunter in space that was raised by these the Trozo warriors, which are just like these noble bird alien people huh. that are and they and then she went to work for the Galactic Federation or whatever the hell it's called in the Metroid universe. And she didn't like taking orders. She doesn't take orders from the patriarchy. So she became a bounty hunter, and she just tries to defeat all the space pirates that killed her parents. Do you think that there's going to be a... There must be a one in the works, right, oh, for the Switch? did you not hear the bad news? No. Okay, so they had announced a couple of years ago that Metroid Prime 4 was coming. Because oh. they had the Metroid Prime trilogy on, like... It started on the GameCube, and I think 
up to the Wii. And then a couple years ago, they announced they're making Metroid Part Prime 4. And we hadn't heard anything for a long time. And then just like, I think two weeks ago in mid-January. Sure. Nintendo was like, all right, uh, hey, everyone, we're scrapping Metroid Prime 4 right now and starting from scratch because we're not happy with how it's going. And That's they, probably a good thing, Yes, it's, I think it's it's better news than putting out a crappy game. Though. Yeah. like And just keep delaying, delaying. I feel like, like a lot of people hated Other M. Yes, yeah. I did play through that, but yeah, it, the gameplay and it was just, yeah, and the story. It was like about her mentor or something like it that? It was about her like when she worked for the Galactic Federation or whatever. Yeah, that or, was the Other M. Yeah. And I thought it was like, like a sister or something like that. No, there's... No, I don't think so. Other, I think it's where you meet the Metroid Queen. It was kind of like it kind of rebooted or retold some of I think Metroid Super Metroid. Um, but is Metroid was, the the alien? Metroids are the little like brain sucker things that oh, fly okay. around. And then there's a Queen Metroid, which was in Other M. And then there's Mother Brain, which like. I think controls all of them. Okay. I'm not sure. But then there's also the Space Pirates and Ridley, which, like, Ridley is the captain of the Space Pirates. <laughs> Killed Samus's parents, and that's... So, that's, like, her nemesis. But, yeah, you know, as work alone, take no orders. Pretty lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I don't think I've ever played a Metroid game, mainly because oh, I... Oh, really? Yeah. I was never a big I like I switched consoles at some point, right. so I didn't get like the Wii games. Yeah, they didn't have one for N sixty four. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, N sixty four would have been the one where I might right. have played it because I had I had a Super Nintendo, but it just wasn't like in Sem- Super Metroid is really good. Yeah, I I don't know why I was I playing something else. I'm sure. Yeah, the original ones like there's. A lot of people refer to some styles of games called Metroidvania. Sure. It's, I mean, it established kind Castlevania, of... Castlevania, Metroid. Yeah, Castlevania and Metroid, like, around this time, established this style of game where it's... You have this big world, but the... And so many places to go, but so many of these doors or pathways are locked. So you have to find a particular item and then work your way back through the worlds to go where you saw wherever two hours ago. So it's a lot of back and forth, and that's what a Metroidvania is. I thought it always had to do with the platforming aspect to it. That's some of it, yeah. yeah. But yeah, just kind of essentially like a platformer, but your platformers, you're always just going level by level. Yeah, that's true. A Metroidvania, you work kind of. backwards sometimes and backtrack. There's mm. a lot of backtracking in a Metroidvania. That's true. Finding shortcuts, eventually. Uh, yeah. Is... I mean, Celeste, I guess, is kind of a Metroidvania-ish. Uh, that's a precision platform, mostly. Yeah. Uh, Hollow Knight is a Metroidvania. Oh, that is true, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely referred to it one as, as one a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was first introduced to Samus in Super Smash Brothers. Same. And, but now she's been in every Super Smash Brothers, and there's Zero Suit Samus. And yeah, there's... and there's now Ridley too. Yeah, and Dark Samus. Ooh. Yeah, isn't that just like a different skin though? No, Dark Samus is a like unlockable. Dark Samus is the Metroid Prime, which is like the hive mind of the Metroids. I think yeah. it's like this big, big Metroid, but it takes 
it like shape shifts into Samus. No, oh. so it that is actually a Metroid Dark Samus. Yeah, I thought that. Well, I meant other skin for like. It's oh like yeah, Smash. Uh, it's an Echo character, but oh, I okay. think um, I think like the speed and jumps are a little different. Yeah. But all the like essential moves. Yeah, those Echo characters they have like the slightest differences. Like mm-hmm. one's a little faster. Dark Samus is a lot floatier than regular Samus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. That's my plea to the stars. Please pick up my signals in your gunship, Samus Aaron. And it's a fake person. <laughs> you don't know, man. This galaxy is never ending. That is all. Well, that is true. That could be. What one, if? Oh man, tangent. <laughs> no, like. I gotta go with my crazy theories. What if, like, there's this secret media corporation or, like, central station that is just receiving all these, like, data transmissions that they turn into fictional (laughs) things? So fictional things became real? No, real things that real transmissions were receiving. They're actually documentaries from, like, faraway space. And Mm -hmm. then... Like, the government, the man, is playing it off as media and entertainment and fiction. <laughs> it's a pretty big conspiracy. Yeah, I, I guess. I'm sure there are other people who believe that. Yeah, tell me what you think. <laughs> the moon landing, it was real, but it was a moon way, way across the universe from a different species. I have a coworker who doesn't believe in the moon landing. Really? I mean, oh. I'm more likely to believe that they landed on the moon way before the moon landed. He didn't tell us. I think is he he watched like something that was like is like it showed like the footage of it, and like it had to do with like shadows. Yeah. Or something. I feel like that it was had to do yeah, with that people theory. Have said that. I watched the Mythbusters. Mythbusters. Yes. This is still working. Okay, my ear just went deaf, not the headphones. No. <laughs> my ear just popped. Yeah. I just had this scared look on my face while we were recording, but it's still going. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I saw the Mythbusters debunk it, but who knows? I mean, who's what, in that... the Mythbusters pockets? Yeah. Or who knows? <laughs> okay. Okay, you want to get to your video game? Yeah, I guess so. Might as well. <laughs> Uh, mine is Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, cool. I know you haven't played this game. I've or... played a little bit Oh, you bit have of played it, actually. okay. Yes. yes, you actually meet her as a child yes. initially, and you kind of grow up with her, so to speak. Right. And she is a girl that's living in a po- post-apocalyptic wasteland, I guess you're calling it, yeah. but nature has definitely yeah. thrived. Um, she uses... Really only a bow as a weapon, unless she... There's also these weird cybernetic dinosaur-like creatures that are existing around, and she has to take them down with this weird spear that she has, and... You can, like, set traps and stuff. Set traps, yep. Yeah, I played this... There used to be, like, a video game lounge that would just let you, like, play games by the hour, and I... This was one of the ones I played. I remember the name because in the tutorial they say Aloy like a million yeah. times. Yeah. And she's just a strong, cool character. She, you know, she's very crafty. She, you kind of have a little bit of dialogue choice every once in a while right. with what you're doing. 
Uh, but yeah, she, you know, she takes down, like, huge, massive, like, the monsters, basically. Right. Yeah. With a, this weird bow. And she, she's like an outcast, too. Yes. So it makes her, she has to be really resourceful. And yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to play a lot of it, because I only played for a few hours, but it it's definitely a fun game. She's definitely, it's definitely a very character-driven story-built yes. game. I heard it would have gotten a lot more praise if it didn't come out like the same day as Legend of Zelda. Like Breath of the Wild came out the same day or really? something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. I, yeah, it's a highly, uh, you know, respected game. Yeah, the story's supposed to be really And it's good. got great graphics. Yep. Yep. She's good got gameplay. like that computer thing on her eye or whatever. Yeah. You can like, you can see like the path of the animals and stuff to yep. help you. See the path and where their kind of weak points are and what they're weak to. Yeah. And you can kind of get different weapons. Like, a lot of them are bow related, but some of them are kind of like. <coughs> One of them is kind of like a slingshot, but it yeah. shoots like explosive rounds or whatnot. There's some that are kind of specifically set, you know, for setting traps or whatever. Yeah. It's a lot of cool gameplay. Yeah, as if yeah, the world looked really. Cool. And it's a massive world, also. Yeah, yeah, I was really interested in, like, why the, why the setting was the way it was. Um, it has something to do with this project. I think it was called Project Horizon. Uh, was it a super secret government project? Uh, kind of. Oh yeah, because you know how much I love those. <laughs> and basically, a guy within the company kind of screwed it up, or he didn't screw it up. He screwed it up on purpose. He sabotaged it, and then he got screwed over in a different Were situation. they making animals um, on purpose? The animal they has... had the cybernetic kind of thing. Like, I can't remember what, what, why they were making them, but yeah. they were making them. Okay. But the world was not, like, in that prehistoric yeah. era. It was in the era of those animals. And then those animals, right. then, like, all the people kind of got killed out yeah because yeah, the so animals it's like it's a reboot yeah to society yeah kind of like breath of the wild was yeah um yeah uh yeah because the the animals like the big robot animals they kind they look you can tell what they're supposed to be or whatever but they also kind of look like haphazardly thrown together by a bunch of junk sort of but yeah it's cool I definitely another reason to get a PS4. Damn it! This yeah, that's that should be the title exclusive. of this podcast. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> another reason Dylan needs a PS4. Oh, man, they've got a lot of great exclusives to say. I know. Oh, I've never been a place. I've never owned a Sony system ever. or a Microsoft system. Other no, than I have an Xbox. Oh, do you? Okay, and an Xbox 360. Huh. I had several 360s because they all kept getting the Red Ring of Death. Sure. Yeah, PlayStation's good. I love my classics. My Segas. Rest in peace, Sega. All right. And Dreamcast. Yeah, I never had a Dreamcast. I only had a Genesis. What? I heard Dreamcast was like a well-loved system. Yeah, it was pretty good. I don't know. I would like to look into why if that market, their market crashed then. Because the Dreamcast was... I want to say ahead of some of the consoles at its time. Yeah. I feel like it wasn't putting out enough games, Probably maybe. Not. Like, I remember, didn't one of those really good Sonic games come out for 
Dreamcast, like uh, Sonic Adventures or something. <laughs> if you call those really good. Oh, uh, didn't one of the <laughs> good ones? They were good at the time. They are definitely, like, nostalgia-heavy. Like, oh. this is why people regard them. I've been watching one of my favorite YouTubers play through Sonic Adventure 2 right now. Yeah. And it's just garbage. Oh. So, the controls are so bad, but, like... I, I have a shadow and a Sonic tattoo from the Sonic Adventure 2, like artwork oh, yeah. and i will say that game is like not good at all but i love it still i yeah. still love it i still have i'm wearing a sonic sweatshirt right now i it's still a great part of my childhood i don't regret my tattoos at all i think and but, power stone i remember it being a great game which yeah. i feel like a lot of people do not remember jet set radio jet set the radio. first one was on dreamcast shenmue which is still a thing that people are still trying to keep alive I vaguely remember that. It's like this Japanese or Chinese series. Of, it's kind of similar right. to Yakuza about a guy whose father is killed and him yeah. trying to find the murderer. And a lot of the stuff done in it is done in real time. Like you climb a mountain and it takes you like two real time hours to like Jeez. climb a mountain, which is... Uh, that's not cool. Yeah, yeah, go do it. Go do that, actually. Yeah. Except, I mean... I mean, it's kind of like, I guess, like, for the amount of time I play games, it's not that big of a deal, but it's just, like, you have to just, like, right, move yeah. a guy forward for two hours. Yeah, no, you're definitely, yeah, accomplishing more than other games, I feel like, yeah, at a more rapid pace. Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely interested, I want to look into why the, the Dreamcast made Sega go bankrupt, because... Mm. I watched a documentary. Like, have you heard the rumor that ET is what made Atari go bankrupt? And there's like I haven't heard that, but I'm not surprised. And did you hear about it being buried in the yes, desert? That's yeah, that's what this documentary what was a about. Weird story. They dug it up in yeah. this documentary, and they did find it. But I mean, ET wasn't the reason why it went bankrupt. I'm, it was, well, I'm sure they. It was part of it. Like they're just pouring out these games like left and right they're, yeah. they're not quality controlled at all so i mean so you, you get that with anything like e. yeah yeah so it's things like et but that's not the sole like cause of it but yeah there was a lot of et games buried there with a lot of other stuff though too so yeah have you seen footage of that game like the yes. gameplay <laughs> yeah it's like bad. what were people thinking it like, was like made in three weeks or something yeah they're in like because they did, they went into all that. Like the time constraints they were in were just oh, insane. Boy, and just to get it out when ET was coming out too. And <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and the guy who made ET made Yars Revenge, which is like one of the best games ever, and that was like one of the reasons that Atari did so well in the beginning. But Atari only had like nine or so programmers or whatever, and it was definitely like a party type office where people would just like smoke weed and it was the 60s or the 70s 80s yeah all and probably a lot of coke in there too. yeah definitely i'm yeah. sure and but <laughs> yeah and they just a few programmers pouring out all these games under these crazy time constraints just killed it so i yeah. wonder what happened to sega same thing possibly Maybe. yeah i mean all it would have been the games. 2000s, you know how many sonic right? games there are jeez <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they didn't kill Sonic, and they didn't. Uh, they killed some of the series that were associated. Like Power Stone isn't a thing anymore, which yeah. I thought was a great game. Well, Sega doesn't own Sonic anymore. Yeah, that's true. So, the fans own it now. Sonic Facebook is one of the funniest like 
it's the official Sonic page, but they like crap on themselves all the time. They yeah. make fun of their old games all the time. They really they get sports about it. Do they talk about the shadow shooting game that you were talking about? Um, One of those. They haven't talked about that. I've seen them talk about in Sonic 06 for the 360. Sonic kisses a human in it. No, a human kisses Sonic in it. Like, yeah, I remember. Yeah, they talk about that and like, make fun of that all the time. Sure, <laughs> like, sure they do. Yeah. What about uh, Knuckles Manics or Maniacs or whatever it's called? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Chaotix. Chaotix. Yeah, yeah. probably. probably. Yep, I'm sure they've shown that. They had they've... a weird, like, Dr. Mario type Sonic game way back when. Oh, like Dr. The... Robotnik's Mean Bean That's Machine. That's it, yeah. yeah. I love that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was a fun game. Sonic Pinball, I remember that. Yeah, yeah they had the, the Sonic Fighting game. Yeah, I never played that one, but I. Oh boy! Yeah. yeah. Have you ever watched uh, Game Grumps at all? I've seen a a few. Yeah, they hate Sonic, but like even the Sonic page will reference them all the time. They're like, "We're walking Aaron in to play Sonic 06 for 12 hours." Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. Self-aware. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't have any more. Yeah, we already either. did our it's... anime. But we should start planning two. Yeah, instead. we'll start doing a couple more. Yeah, at a time, maybe some movies. To yeah, I, I think we already of. talked about a movie that I think you should watch, and then I'll a show. I kind of want you to see that cooking one. I feel yes, because like. I know we talked about you thinking writing yeah. dramatically was kind of interesting. Oh, man. So yeah, cooking, cooking splashes. Yeah, of, yeah, hot and burners. There's also a thing chopping. in this series that's Dancing? like when people taste Asking. it a lot of the time they get naked like their clothes <laughs> fly off like that's one of the tropes okay. of it <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure i've seen things like that before. Yeah. yeah like their clothes like come off sometimes or they're just like magically naked <laughs> dynamic cooking all yeah. right yes i can get into that sweet yeah all right yeah so nope. i guess we'll wrap it up yeah we'll wrap it up this week uh yeah, contact us. We are at show at gmail.com. We have a Twitter now. Follow us. So I can... Right now I'm just uh, tweeting at Lena Rain right now. That's all I'm doing on our Twitter. So uh, interact with us somewhere on that so I have something else to do. I'm also posting the episodes on there so you can access them there. Uh, then we have our Facebook too, Whole GD Show. You can access our episodes however you're accessing it right now or you can go to spotify and get it or you can go to itunes and while you're there give us a rating so we can be more visible and get a bigger audience and have more content for y'all and uh, i don't know spread the words like yeah yeah and you can follow me on uh instagram twitter and tumblr at rewrite shaw that's rewrite o shaw for different, I'm just doing a lot of art stuff mainly. Not too exciting. Yeah. All right. So and we... uh, Caleb Orion does our music, beginning and end. Uh, look for Caleb Orion. He's on Spotify too, or any other streaming music service you can think of. All right. And that's the end. And you can catch us next time. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.